I have never had one of those before. <laughs> that, that might be the name of this episode. Like Mexican boyfriend, dude. I swear, it was unbelievable. Because like then he, uh, Mexican boyfriend ended up coming back to the like Airbnb and shit. And I definitely like. So wait, wait. If, if I definitely if, like touch both their knees. I'm like, fuck. Like maybe I can like facilitate a threesome. Hey, let's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. I thought about it, hey. but I just didn't. Why not run it? Why I not tried, run it? I mean, and you know, like I, if I would have pushed a little harder, maybe. But it just it didn't feel right. So. I respect that thought process. Yeah. of unlicensed and unhinged. I'm your host, Jeremy Granite. I'm here as always with my best friend, a beautiful person who just recently got laid. Mike Gaddy. Thanks. Appreciate that. Mike here on the mic. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to see you, Mike. (laughs) I'm excited for us to get another episode following our our great episode with Aaron Talavera. That was a a good one. That was a banger. Aaron's always fun. One for the records. Uh, Tonight we have a new and beautiful piece of energy to splash on the sauce, and that is Alex. Alex, I would love for you to say hi. What is going on, everybody? It's Alex. Welcome. Good to have you. Thank you. I'm stoked to be here. Nice to have you on the mic. Uh, We talked about this when we first met on Saturday night at the Degenerate Smorgasbord. That was my birthday party. That was a good time. I snuck out, but... Yeah, you fucking did. (laughs) I I showed up. As I alluded... I didn't even know you people. I know. It was great to meet you. Um, Yeah, how did you get here? uh, I apparently followed this... Aaron on Instagram. This Aaron. This Aaron. <laughs> this mysterious Aaron on Instagram. And I saw it was a shout out. Shout out to Aaron Talavera and Neville Not House. He never threw, not, a, he, never he, not house. He threw oh, yeah. a banger in my honor, and I can never say I've ever had someone throw a party that good for me. So it was fun. Yeah. You can uh, tell by your voice. Yeah, busted his foot. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like the rest of me. That being said, let's talk about the party. Anybody have any memories of the party that they want to talk about? Because I have, I did a lot of time traveling during that party. It was so banging, I showed up first. I was the very first person here, and I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, like wait, I thought this was going to be a cool party. <laughs> I was like, you know, I am the party at this point, so this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm just going to drink, hang out, listen to house music, and go from there, and it turned out to be your birthday party. It was that, and you know, it's good, because you got here, you, it was it's probably better for a person to meet me the first time in my normal street clothes, because at some point <laughs> was around... Was he in his street clothes? No! <laughs> I didn't think so. Wait, I thought I was. You barely had any clothing on. When I met him, yes. And then he went and changed and was wearing silk boxers and a tiara and a sash. It was great. Exactly. That birthday bitch sash. I had Uh to fucking rock it, you know. Aren't you right now? Listen to me. If if I get to go out to a bar and deal with some fucking dumb, loud bitch and a birthday tiara and a sash, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, if you're coming to my motherfucking house for a fucking party, guess what you got to deal with? That. Yeah. Birthday bitch. Birthday bitch. Birthday bitch. And I fucking rocked it. You rocked it. <laughs> so it I haven't great. seen silk boxers. <laughs> I thought they stopped making those in the 90s, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I had no idea. The thing is, once you get the dick piercing, oh. you got to get silk boxers. Those were silk boxers? No, those were silk. Those were silk. They're referred to as ranger panties. That's what, yeah. <laughs> right. I like to call them thought shorts. <laughs> Or ho-hos, you know, like pantyhose for hoes, uh-huh. but they're real short. But other than that, <clears throat> it was a good time, I think. So the party kicked off, I want to say, sometime around noon, 1 o'clock is when everything got going. 
um, in typical fashion for our group of friends, of course, everybody that was throwing the party was fucking 45 minutes late. Oh, yeah. Which makes perfect fucking sense for my group of friends because you're all pieces of shit. <laughs> but I was in, on time. In all the best ways. In all the best ways. That being said, I was probably <clears throat> well past the point of recording information at around, like, sundown. But in the beginning of this saga, as, as Alex let on, she was one of the first people here, her and uh, her friend, what was his name again, sorry? Jeff. Jeff. Neighbor Jeff. Neighbor Jeff. Neighbor Jeff. G- a good guy. Uh, you know, we were all just hanging out, vibing, and they finally got everything set up and started pumping some house out on the rooftop. And the rooftop party, the weather couldn't have been better as far as the weather has been in Reno lately. It didn't fucking rain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We had consistent. A wind. Yeah, a little bit of wind, but we had consistent 65 degrees, almost 70 degree weather, I would say. And it, it went real well. But finally, my, my best friend and brother, Mike, showed up, and we are just hanging out. And that's like when, five hours earlier than you expected me to be there. Which was pretty good, I have to say. For a man that's always fucking late, never on time to any fucking thing, and I didn't expect you till fucking around dark. Because I left Dayton <laughs> Friday night and went to California to hang out with my brother and then came back late, like 3 a.m., Saturday morning. That is true. Just to be here. So, well, I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. I mean, he did a real good job there until he ditched me around fucking eleven a.m. to go get some pussy. But hey I cannot, yo. I cannot fault, I cannot fault my guy for doing that because it was well deserved and well needed pussy. And hangover sex is the <clears> best. <throat> I wasn't hungover. You weren't. I didn't drink that much. No, I, that was my excuse to get out of there. He was honestly, he was honestly, <laughs> he was honestly basically trying to keep a little bit more on the rails because he knew that I was like, typically I'm the guy who's always staying on the rails and not getting crazy as fuck. Like for my birthday, he was on the shop roof going harder than I was on my birthday. Not really. I was watching. I was watching out. I was watching out. I was looking out. He was on the lookout. I was surveying the fucking compound, making sure there's no... Hood rat shit going on, even though hood rat shit did go on. Yeah, your birthday both, both birthdays had yep. some hood rat yep. shit. Yep. But, needless but to you say... you did not leave me like I left you. I do apologize. No, it's fair. <laughs> you know, like, if I, if, I had, if I had the dry spell that you had had, then, you know, I would, I would, I would have wanted you to understood if I needed to go take care of some business. You know what I mean? Which, that was the look you gave me in the hallway. Uh, I saw you. <laughs> the last time I saw him was maybe... And I have no idea what time it was because, like I said, I was time traveling. But <clears throat> the last time I saw him, I was coming up the elevator, and he was going down my hallway in the opposite direction of my <laughs> abode and I, I, with a young lady that I knew also lived in the building, and I was like, hey, good sir. Godspeed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's all he said. That's all he said. And I was like, I was going to explain myself for a second. Like, uh, I just uh, waved uh, him off. I'll be back. I'll be back. There's no He's like, no, needed. go, go. There's I just no waved him off. <laughs> yeah. So, but earlier, let's go back. We're jumping all around just like we're all fucked up right now. And we're just barely getting there. So let's talk about it. Let's get back into the nitty gritty of the early party stages. When me and Mike Gaddy and the lovely Alex were sitting up on the rooftop getting to know each other. And uh, I guess one of us mentioned that we have a, this podcast and it's something we've been doing. And uh, Alex, I think you said this is something you've been wanting to do for a long time, too. So yeah. let's talk a little bit more about that. Why don't you tell us about the, your perspective on, hey, these guys got a podcast. It's something I want to do and, and how you found yourself here tonight. Well, so when we were hanging out, I thought you guys were super cool. I thought we had a great vibe. 
and it was hilarious. And so we, I think it was you that discussed that we had a, you guys had a podcast. Lee had mentioned it. And then or I started, Lee, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so then you guys started elaborating. And when I was in college, I had a radio program called That's the right. BA and Banff show. And I loved it. It was so much fun. And I just love explaining about the crazy shit that goes on in my life all the time. I'm like, this is it. And I think we should do it. And so here we are. And I think it's fantastic. So you did radio. I did, yeah, when I was at Lake Superior State University. Go Lakers. It's always nice to see someone with radio experience that doesn't have a face for radio. You know what I mean? It's a nice, it's refreshing. Well, it's it's like fuck. That's what it means. It's an old joke. It's an old joke. But like, think about this. You know who Howard Stern I was is, say, right? I thought she was cute, dude. We could put her on that's, video, that's, too. Like. Hey, hey, ho. Supposedly, that's the point I'm making. I get it. That's Supposedly. the point I'm making. So, you know who Howard like Stern drugs. is, Yeah, right? it's so mm-hmm. cute. Now, you know what Howard Stern looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And he started off on radio, uh-huh. right? That's not what you would consider to be a conventionally right. handsome man. Gotcha, right? okay. So, it's an old joke. <laughs> I see. Like, I get it. the attractive people are on TV. They're in front of the camera. They're talented. They're singers. They're actors, whatever, right? But the radio personnel, they might be the most entertaining and enthralling person I ever listened to, and you meet them, you're like, Jesus! What happened to your face? Yeah. I'm a multi-hyphenate, that's yeah. what we call it. So let's, let's dig into that a little bit more, Alex. So where did you go to college? Uh, I went to school at Lake Superior State University. It's on the border of Canada, the very top of I-75. Went there on a, a cross-country and track scholarship, which was fun. I do not run anymore. Except for last call. That's so it. we got the middies. Wait, in the wait, house. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I run for. I'm fucking tired last of that call. shit. <laughs> yeah, the knees to the chest shit, bitch. Like I uh, no, absolutely not. Like I hustle, but well, that, <laughs> but I'm not gonna. Run. <laughs> I'm not gonna run. For I, that. I'm right there with you. I was in the army for 14 years. If you see me fucking running now, everybody, something be is running. chasing me, and you better fucking outrun yes. me, dude. Because like I'll trip you if it's a bear. Yep. Uh, everybody, most people are in my Most <laughs> people are in my I was like, what? No. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo. <laughs> well, I just know Mike don't stand a chance for a bear. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to trip Why someone. Why not? I'm going to trip someone that could outrun me. <laughs> if you and I are in the woods, typically I would have a gun, so I could probably take a bear. Hell depending yeah. Depending on what gun I have. I mean, listen to me. But by, by, by myself. Better not be a 22, hands? man. Yeah, listen to me, <laughs> dude. Listen, although you, I think you probably point. could kill a bear with a 22 if yeah, you hit him in the right the spot, eye. right? Yeah, yeah, if you got him in the eye, like right through the brain, you know? You just wait till he comes up to cuddle and fucking <laughs> to cuddle. put it in tight. That's what he'll be there for. Tight. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They're cuddly mm-hmm. bears. Mm-hmm. Teddy bears, man. What? Why are we confused about this? So back to you, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to school in the Michigan area, fair to say. Yep. The Upper Peninsula, that. the UP. Basically Canada. Pretty much. Basically Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say it. What, from what, hey. what yep. year did you graduate high school in? Uh, 2005. 2005. That's, yeah. a, that's a good year right that there. That's a good year. 05, what's Good up? year. Yep. That's a good year. Is that when you graduated? TI was yeah, on the radio. Acon was popping. Acon was popping, Yeah, dude. dude like going to like <laughs> Going to college when Rihanna was like and going to the bars it was awesome it was like that was the hype of all the bar music at that point but i was going there then i uh, started learning how to ski and snowboard when i was in canada like going up to searchmont and i decided that that's what i want to pursue so i went to uh, colorado like to breckenridge keystone summit county mm, beautiful deal. country learned how to teleski mm. and just kind of started going off so i've been teleskiing no one cares obviously but what's teleskiing 
It's pretty much like what the old men do. Like we're doing lunges down the hill. No one cares, honestly. Yeah, so you have alpine when you're latched into your skis, and then uh-huh. tele skiing is where your heels are free. Oh, okay. yeah. I didn't know that. Free the heel, free the mind. Tele butts, oh driving butts. It has its own <laughs> sayings. There's like sayings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because no one cares. Like it's like a total <laughs> okay, hippie great. weird thing. She got some tele skiing cult yeah. activities yeah, so, going on. And then uh, it took me a few years, but I got back out to the region going on nine years now and um been sponsored the last two years for backcountry teleskiing and snowboarding and doing all that I like kind of stuff sped, sped past the teleskiing snowboarding too <laughs> i do that yeah i've been i've been snowboarding for almost 20 years and teleskiing for 15 so it's um oh, for, the, for those first. of you only hearing which is everybody because we don't have film hmm. we have a real live snow bunny Oh, hey. In the room. I, I, I am a snow buddy, but I'm not a pro ho. <laughs> I got dudes coming after me for being the pro ho over here. Like, I'm the pro and they're the ho. So, you know. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yep. Snowmobile, dirt bike, yep. bullshit. So, uh, it's good to get to know you because we, we briefly had an engagement that resulted in the scheduling of this podcast. And uh, you, you, me, and Mike, had such a good vibe initially that it was something that we knew we had to pursue and just get you sat down, get you behind a mic and a Jeremy and behind see you? what would happen. <laughs> Are you bent over? Or or in front of a mic. I, don't, yeah. I mean, it we depends. Can, like, no. yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, look, look, if it's for money, I'm down for whatever. <laughs> I've always said that. In front of a mic, I, I under a mic, on a, a mic. mic. <laughs> oh, the mic's dripping. <laughs> oh, shit. Sometimes when you do a podcast in the rain, that sentence makes sense. <laughs> but other than that, so what brought you to Reno originally, though? What, what took you here? Was it because of all the ski opportunities that are in the Tahoe Greater Basin? Uh, so I had won a national photography, comp- photography competition, um, almost, not quite 10 years ago, but that was a pursuit. Like as so, a photographer? or Yeah, as okay. a photographer. And I got flown out to San Diego, like had to give a whole symposium, at blah, 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 blah. And I decided to move out west to pursue it. But my ex and I, who had moved out here, he had lived in Truckee for 10 years prior. And he's like, we should stop there before we go to San Francisco. And I'm so glad we did because San Francisco is a fucking shithole. Mm. I will, if fuck I, San Francisco. Fuck that disgusting place. Like, I'm from Detroit. I have a 313 number. And I'm from Detroit. And I was horrified by seeing what I saw down there. And I'm so glad that we stayed up here. I like Truckee. I didn't necessarily vibe with it the most because I'm just not. Um, what year was that San Francisco trip? Just to interject. Oh God, yeah. So I moved out here in 2000, winter of 2015. So almost 2016. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the beginning of the end for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Like back in my high school days, uh, I went to high school in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. We would we would cruise down to the bay and we'd go all these warehouse raves and stuff like that. And San Francisco was still like an artist city. And that you know what I mean? Fun. Like it was. It w- it really was. It's beautiful. You know, like I know the San Francisco that you popped into. It was like a third world country, basically. I've yeah. never seen more crime. Like I've only been down there three, maybe four times, and I've saw more crime happening in that moment than I have my entire time living in Detroit. And that was years ago. And that's saying years. a lot. That's saying a lot. Because that's D-Town. That was D-Town. <laughs> that was murder capital of the world yeah. for a little bit. Or capital of the USA. 
Yeah, but so I decided to stay in the area. I was up in Truckee, uh, launched a business, lost it due to COVID, and decided to move down to Reno, and it was the best decision of my life. Fucking I love it here. Fucking Reno's, COVID, dude. Reno is rad as fuck. Yeah. Reno, sure is, Reno is continuously the vibe. I should you have know, been here like, nine years ago, honestly. I would have been significantly happier. I would have been the mayor by now. Honestly, <laughs> I've been saying that. I've been saying that too because I got I got here like late 2019, mm-hmm. and then I I weathered the COVID storm. But in my industry, you're basically immune mm-hmm. to all of those things. You know what I mean? Like, if the refrigerators running. are not working, everybody dies. It's like, is it running or did you have <laughs> yeah. to go catch it? Oh, oh, I catch them every day. Every day, all every day. day. Yeah. Get, every day. Get back all over day. here. Yeah, get. Come on, get. Yeah. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You got to wrangle them fridges, like you know? hurting them. Yeah. <laughs> Do they meow when you open up the cupboard? Meow. Only, 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 when I get them, only when I get them working just right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, they're growling, they're hissing, they're real pissed <laughs> off when I get there. They're not working, shit's frozen over. And by the time you leave, they're purring. All of a sudden, I got ice. <laughs> the ice is filling up. Yeah, oh. you feel it. You hear it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the good, thing, the, the good thing about a man in HVAC or refrigeration is he could cool you down or heat you up whenever he wants. That was a wink to the crowd. <laughs> wink, wink. For all you out there listening. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Essentially. I rarely am. I really am not really often wrong. And when I am wrong, it's just usually because other people need to adjust their perspective. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, it's not me at that point. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. Yeah. I, can, I can lead whores the water, but I can only, su- I can only suggest <laughs> I can only suggest that they drink. <laughs> but that's all well and good. So <clears throat> what, what first led you to wanting to participate or, or maybe even start your own podcast? And, and how do you think what we have going on here at an unlicensed and unhinged parallels that because my life is licensed unlicensed and unhinged it's unbelievable i live a crazy life and people are always telling me all the time either i need to write a book i need to start a podcast i need to talk about it because i fill people in on my regular nonsense and bullshit that i'm up to and they're just like what are you doing i'm like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) on a daily basis i wake up and i don't know what's going to happen between now and then some days and so when you guys are talking about it and the fact that we all have a great vibe, I thought it was just like a natural um, copacetic thing that we got going on. That makes sense. And that's I what mean, I, I feel it. That's what I would consider to be a most excellent segue. So having an unhinged life, mm-hmm. as you say, let's get into that. Let's get weird. I think it's weird. about weird 30. It is about I mean, the sun is past, going down. It's about half past. It is. Yeah, it's getting about... to the sunset. <laughs> I think they called it. They actually call this crepuscular time because it's Ooh, when the deer and all the animal animals That's start right. moving That's right true. before between. Mm-hmm. I love that hour. I just got a semi. I just got a semi from the hunt, the hunting term. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. that's just me. I was like, oh. Fuck. You're like, I know what this is. Like, I'm like, I know oh. exactly yeah. what she's talking about. Uh, well, my, I, yeah, I grew, bow, I grew up bow hunting, and I do yeah. competitive trap shooting and stuff, too. So. Oh, I fucks with that. Mm-hmm. We're going to take we some. time. We should go to some traps. We're going we're gonna to go we're, at, ver- at very bare minimum, easiest thing to do for uh, two NorCal slash Nor Nevada degenerates such as me and Mike is we will take all of our guns. Yeah. And some targets out to the public land yeah. that we are so fortunate to have in this region of God the country. God bless BLM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Ex- yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> fuck the Bureau of Land Management, but thankful for, for the, the land. For the land, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> for, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just for the, for the clarification. For the clarification. Yeah. I also believe, like, I don't know, because a lot of my friends are all professional hunters and stuff, like, legitimately some of the best in the world. Uh, Ibex, and uh, they also yeah. live down in Ethiopia and do, like, lion hunting and stuff like that. Lion. Yeah, yeah like, it's, like, kind of crazy stuff, but they're all about uh, conservation and everything. So when right, you look at your um, your land management and such and also your uh, foundations that are going on, they're also protecting the animals. So no, I, for really, sure, I really for think sure. that's, like, super important. A, a lot of people with, like, don't understand. A lot of people that don't understand that the hunting community in the United States mm. is the number one generator of revenue for all wildlife conservation in, within the United States. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that is just on the basis of the tax levied against all of the and equipment the and ammunition and permits yep. that go into that, that recreational activity. I'm doing air quotes, you know? Yep. <laughs> that being said, I totally agree with that. My issue with the BLM stems from the whole basis of that public land and how it was taken by the federal government, set into all this structure, and then promised back to the states because the states are supposed to own their land. And I'm not saying every state would make the right decision. I'm not saying every state would have been on board with the conservation efforts in the beginning. I think it was a right thing to do. But I am saying that 90 years later, the states don't have the fucking land back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's like reneging on a contract. It's like that dude coming yeah. up to me in my camper. He's like, "You've been here for two weeks." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I've been here you for forty-five days, honestly. <laughs> oh shit! Like, yeah, you yeah. didn't only see well, me for two weeks. Well, you know, like after I lost like, my business, I had to live in my it? camper for a while. I was a resident of the U.S. Forest Service for a little bit. Yep, no water, electricity. That's Shit. all right, though. That's yep. living good, though, really. Honestly, if it wasn't forced, it would have been really awesome, but I shed on more trees than I have in my entire life that summer. My cat and my dog, they learned how to be best friends and hunting together and stuff. And That's a that's an interesting dynamic. Let's talk about that story. What happened where you became... Homeless? No, 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 <laughs> no. You were... I was a resident of the U.S. Forest Service. You were, you yeah. were homed. You were homed in the forest. Yeah. Let's well, talk about it. So I, like, right when COVID was happening, like, right when the first shut, wave of the shutdown happened, I lost my business right at that point just because I was doing Poke Bowls, sushi burritos. There was mm. also a remodeling of the store. It, I was going through a divorce at the time as well. It was just, a, like, an implosion in my life. And, and the business was a restaurant, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. a quick service little spot. I actually uh, got nominated for Lake Tahoe's Most Remarkable Women for Business Entrepreneurship. Nice. Too bad I'm not in it anymore, so I wasn't that great. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> like here. But I, I think I think maybe I'll do something different. I think if the out. criteria is crushed by COVID, like we can yeah. let, we can let that slide. It, it literally you know was, what I mean? Like, it was such a random one-off. And so I, um, my ex and I at the time we were remodeling this camper, and I got in a divorce, and so I didn't have any financial means coming in. I needed to pay for a lot of stuff and a lot of debt coming out of it. So I was just like, fuck it. I live in my camper and put my cat in there and my dog and I know a little we bit sat about out that. Of way. I lived six months, six months in that. No nice. water, no electricity. I would read my books every night by candlelight. Honestly, that's kind of romantic in my opinion. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't peaceful. really getting like laid though, you know, so it wasn't really that romantic. I, I mean, mean getting, uh, my, getting laid living hey, out of a camper is a little bit different. No, I think, hey, I, got, yeah. I, think I got laid like 
twice in that. that romanticism that romanticism doesn't require True. another person, nor does it require getting laid. I'll never forget, actually, my friend came on out and we ate some mushrooms and because I had all these like twinkle lights all around and we were sitting in my camper and all of a sudden it just looked like the dark night sky. I'm like, dude, this is really cool and I'm fucked up right now. Because <laughs> it looked like my whole camper like opened up to the night sky and I was like, all right, this is... I don't need to keep crying over my pity poor me. There's a lot of people that would love to be doing this. Yeah, on mm-hmm. yeah and that's the thing, too, in life at all times. Wherever we are and whatever we're going through, you know, like I remind myself of this every time I deal with heartbreak or every time I'm going through some shit. Like, I still am blessed. Like, everything that I touch works. Turns to gold, baby. Yeah, you know. But I don't, I'm not going to say it like that, but I will say this. Everything that I touch is destined for greatness. You know what I mean? Like, I have the group of people around me that I have because we all recognize within each other like a greatness. And at my worst days, I can fall back on some of the best people I've ever met. And on, on, on even an individual level, everything that I've ever done where I was fucking up or I needed to rethink or go back to the drawing board or fix myself or start to learn to grow... It was like the opportunities that I had within those moments were just so automatic. Like I didn't work, I didn't work for them. You know, my rock bottoms have been bad. You know, I've suffered in many ways, and I've talked about it before on this podcast. Talked about all my failed marriages. I've talked about all the shit at war. But every time I have to bounce back, I just find a bountiful world in front of me. You know what I mean? Like I find that if I can adapt my perspective to gratitude then I'm going to find myself with more opportunities than I know how to deal with. And in your situation, I'm sure it felt like the end of the fucking world at first. I was mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little mad. <laughs> I was pretty mad is the best way to describe it. But yeah, I always kind of look at my life because I have such, like you were just talking about, like such great highs. And sometimes like they've been really shitty fucking lows. And that's, I've had a lot of them. I come from a very bizarre background and... Uh, just childhood and everything like that but it's always a bell curve and so I always like even on like the mid the upper like even when I get to the peak I'm so thankful to be there in those points and then even when I'm in the bottom pits of fucking hell it seems like I'm just like god damn it this ain't that bad but Mm -hmm. I mean it's pretty bad but (laughs) but it's not the worst that it could be I had you know I had shelter in the camper I had my cat my dog I was Mm -hmm. happy as could be uh just mainly just drinking smoking weed and reading books hey that ain't so bad like i know living in but let's talk about let's talk about that then what was the transition what what steps did you take to, to pull, get to where i'm now to pull yourself to where you are now so i ended up uh so i was in it for about six months stopped at my my buddy's house for two moved in with my uh with a different ex down to the apartments we hadn't, uh, lived together for two years, just didn't work out, you know, sort of thing. And then now I'm living over in Victorian Square, which is pretty cool. I just kept having to work. I had to get over, I, I had a, like a really kind of a hard transition going from being a business owner to working for another business. That was a kind of a mind fuck, essentially. Yeah, I'm sure it is, yeah. And I still have kind of a bit of a hard time with people telling me what to do, but that's also <laughs> kind of my personality in general. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Girls, like, same. <laughs> even when people are at restaurants yeah. or anything, they're like, have a great day. I'm like, don't tell don't, me what hey, to do. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Maybe I want my to brother texted me. Today. My brother texted me. I remember I was telling you I went to his house last week in first. He texted me where to park when I got there. 
And I texted him back. I was like, don't tell me how to live my life. Slut. <laughs> but he was asking you how to, he should live his life. So that's not the same thing. Like, I know. Yeah, you should start being I like, joking. I don't want to tell you what to do. Yeah. Like, figure it out yourself. <laughs> yeah, so do I, you still have the camper? I do. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, uh, from Beckworth, hanging on out. Convoy, convoy out to fucking destination locations i think i should actually just run it out for well, i should actually run it out for i live out of a camper right now oh do you yeah oh no shit Hi, that's why i was fun. laughing it's, like, do it's you not have, that bad no well do you have I mean, water and electricity pretty, yes yeah mine's, mine's nice yeah see i did not well i mean i was like working on it and i have like so do you want my solar panels i have two uh yeah yeah i'll just give i was literally just texting my coworker about that today dude i got you i'll gift them to you yeah i got you yeah yeah look at this swapping solar i know i know i'm like i have a whole bunch of shit in there it just uh at the time my ex-husband he had set it all up and he never fucking showed me how to work it and i'm not the best at technology i just kind of so you just couldn't bumble along <laughs> you're like i had water and water candles, and like, like you had a battery and everything you just did not no, turn no, it no, on no no i definitely did not have I just water i figure out how to turn it no, on no 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 i definitely did, did not have uh like water or anything okay. i was definitely shitting in no i just outside. got a new generator so, Mine's fucking fancy. sucked shitting in the rain let me tell you mm-hmm. what it was no, a dry summer, no that's the God. best that's the best you just do a handstand after and it wipes your ass for you <laughs> in the rain <laughs> Come on, it's easy work. Dude. Okay. Let's get out here. All I just see myself is like, like doing like a ratchet ass pose on a tree, like shaking my booty. You gotta, like, I mean, you how do you got to do a handstand and spread yeah, your no, cheeks? Like, when you, you do the hand, when you do the handstand, you have to twerk if you want the water if to you work. You want it to get. Yeah. If you want to be thorough, you gotta about twerk it. if you want the water to Listen, work. Like, <laughs> I'm thin. That's that's good advice. Have, that's I don't good. have a cheek clapping ass. I don't think like it's gotta be made by someone well, else. I don't know if I can actually do it. Well, myself. then you well, then you just literally stand on your hand and you, you physically need, you need some help. Clap the cheeks. Probably, you, are you behind the mic or in front uh, of the mic? Now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which side of the mic? That sounds like behind. Which side of the mic are we? That sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like in front of the mic. Help me, help you. Mike's hiring out as an ass cheek clapper. Ass clapper. Gonna Put an ad out claps. on Craigslist. Gonna well, be one of our ads. All right, folks. That's <laughs> gonna be Ass Clapper, Mike Thousand. <laughs> That's good. We're gonna get in that. Like someone write that down because I don't have my notepad ready. Well, I got it right here. But that being said, that being said, we've now reached the thirty-minute mark of the podcast, and we're gonna interject a uh, advertisement for. That, that being said, we've now reached the thirty-minute mark of the podcast, and we're gonna interject a uh, advertisement for. Can we smoke some weed in the meantime? Yeah, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to stop. Nice. We're going to take a dab break. We're going to take some peas, but it's going to be zero seconds for the rest of y'all. And bang. And we're back. Welcome so back. before the break, we were talking about a little bit of uh, Alex history, and we're talking about a little bit of where she came from and how she got here. And we've been relating it to ourselves. Um, the first thing I want to know is, Mike, do you got any questions that you want to get information further from our guests and potential future co-host? Co-host. Oh damn! Look at that was bold. That was bold. Put me on here, you know. She's speaking it out into existence. Yeah, we got to manifest everything. It's the summer solstice today. Well, the thing that caught my attention was the backcountry snowboarding in the in the in the. Your Instagram handle is what? Northern exposure. Northern or all northern exposure. underscore exposure. The underscore, yeah. I really hope that means tits and snow. 
It actually means uh, I lived in the north and took a lot of exposures, but I also liked how it played off like the old TV show that was filmed in Alaska back in the day. Oh, I used to, I used to watch that. I'm sorry to make it. You don't know northern so exposure? Oh man, it was so great. You should like actually check it out. It's like filmed in Alaska. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry to make it so reductive. I just like the thought of titties in the snow. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I show my titties and the snow and not snow. <laughs> nice. That's good to know, Mike. But let let's hear let's hear some. Interview questions for Mike because this is a this is a skill that you need to start exercising too. Because as my partner in this, you've been listening to everything I've been listening to, and I'd like to hear your perspective and get some questions yeah. from the mind of Mike. Mm. Mind of Mike. The mind of Mike. That could be a separate segment, huh? That actually would be an. <laughs> the actually. mind of Mike. Um, well, I, there's still a lot to learn about you, I guess. Um, We've talked about you're from Truckee. I love that. Um, Michigan. Michigan. No, you're I lived in Truckee. Lived in Truckee for a while. Okay. Do not associate. <laughs> you don't associate with Truckee? No, <laughs> you no. Gotta clarify I mean, it's that. cool. It's beautiful. Yeah, but no, I absolutely do not associate from with From Michigan. It. Yeah. No. Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. But I moved out from Petoskey, which is amazing. I'm going to let you founder for 35 more seconds. I have 35 have... seconds of questions to come up with. Oh, I got some things. So I I can interview you. I, yeah. can, I can tell you about myself. So yeah. I, what's, what's cool about my experience is like I've been heli skiing, um, backcountry snowmobiling and stuff. I had a film crew follow me out last winter up on Mont Rose here locally for um, the company that I rode for. And then this past winter, I achieved my entire goal since I moved out here was uh, skiing from, well, snowboarding from the very top of Mount Rose all the way down to the valley floor. And I was able to do it solo this year because mm. I met a random dude at the bar, which is typically how I meet people. And we were just chit-chatting about it because it was a perfect snow day. There was like almost little to no wind, bluebird sky day. And he showed me his GoPro video and it was only him and his two other buddies. And I watched it to map it out. And I ended up like going so I was like fuck it I have all my shit was in my it just car. a straight powder run to the valley oh my god yeah it was unbelievable oh, dude it's like it's giving good. me chills ah, like thinking ah, about ah, it right ah. here it was unbelievable and I had all my gear in the back and and my car actually I called my because it was my ex-boyfriend at the time and he had my radio channel I was like listen I'm putting my radio on here just in case like anything were to happen you know just in case I don't have service and I just cruised on down and I was going so like, unbelievably fast and smooth and everything there was no risk a little risk of avalanche and i accidentally took a wrong, wrong i haven't really told anybody about this because i Ooh, let's get don't want to make let's anybody sweat it. because people would be so pissed because i almost had to get like heli rescued i ended up taking uh I, instead of going left uh, hard left where i should have been because i didn't watch that portion of the video i went straight and then i stopped and thank god that i did because i'm like wait a minute this looks weird i looked to my left and i could see uh, I could see some lines, but they were two, 200 yards away from me. So I had to like sit there and think like I could either go to the right and go down these spines essentially, or scoot on up at these yeah. huge 45 degree angles. You would have been bombing face. I, well, I would have been <laughs> fucking stuck out there. I would have had to walk out and yeah. thank God that I like took some time, looked at the satellite maps and to like how I was like sitting on the back of slide mountain to predict where I needed to go because I had to go over the ridge line. So it took me yeah. about 45 minutes to get over to it and then kept on going down and ended up right at um, right at the camp, the camp creep. I can't remember what it's called, right at Davis Creek. 
Davis Creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds yep. familiar. Ended up hitchhiking back with some old man up to South Reno, and he's like, "What are you doing out here, girl?" <laughs> he you know, just they, came off the. They're like, "Oh no, I have my snowboard." And I'm like, "Super proud." I'm like, I'm "Look at that! They're like, "I'm doing hood rat shit, <laughs> actually." I'm literally doing hood rat shit by myself, man, on the mountain. And he like took me all back. Apparently, his daughter lives in Oregon, does the same shit I do, and I had a couple beers and then had to take a uber up because no one was willing to take me back up to mount rose i'm like Boo, i know right? i was like what kind of shitty friends are well, you when guys? was I this when was this what time of year uh february late january early february uh, yeah january february i think i have it i mean i have it on of this winter of this, yeah, winter? this winter yeah nice yeah this was a this was the winter this was one of the best winters in this area and 30 years. Well, it's the best, best, I mean, second best winter ever. 750, ever, yeah, ever. 759 plus Statistically, inches. the numbers. Yeah, but I'm just talking yeah, about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, let's collate those numbers down to infrastructure, availability oh of slopes. God. This is, this is one of the best winters there has ever been anywhere. Those you poor people I mean? shoveling. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's why I moved down well, here Well, that's too. the funny thing. Fuck shoveling. Uh-huh. That's the funny I'll thing. Never it's do that it's again. only poor people shoveling. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. So, in like, uh, as you live in Truckee and at the summit, and like, even everywhere, I lived on the west end of Donner Lake, and which is a, essentially a tropical depression. And when I was there, 2016, 17, 17, 18, it was historical snowstorms. And then I was also there, 2019, which was another historical snowstorm. And I got fucking tired of shoveling snow i've done my 33 years of society i'm over it especially doing it in michigan i'm like i'm done doing this and this was the best decision of my entire life was moving down here because those poor people living up in tahoe they were barely able to enjoy the snow because it's a full-time job you wake up in the morning shovel out your car leave before the plow driver gets there Come back. The plow driver's already been there. So he's you gotta burned go your back. shit up. Yeah, you he's, gotta, he's, he's you gotta burned shovel. your whole driveway off. Like you got to yeah, shovel yeah. or snow blow it. And then you're like, and if it's snowing all night long, three, four, five feet, you're shoveling all fucking night long. I mean, to, like you're not doing anything but shoveling. Like you count, can't enjoy it. To counter the point I made and support the point you made, just ask Jeremy Renner about it. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that poor dude. Rich people are still. I cannot believe. I that. mean, it was a snow. It was, it was a. It was like a fucking full like groomer. It was like it was a groomer, a groomer. Plow. yeah. And they kept calling yeah. it a snow like it was no, a, snowblower. A, no, like no, they kept calling it a snowblower. Like no, no that was that was like an artichoke groomer. Yes, yeah, that groomer, is what yeah. they use on the mountain to be grooming trails. And I felt I gotta get groomer money, desperate. baby. Groomer money. Groomer money. Dude, you got dick. I already got, got dick, dick money. money. I got, got dick, dick ring money, money. but I don't <laughs> got no groomer money. Man, yeah, I felt it did such an injustice when they kept calling it a, a, a snowplow. Oh, like not, not, not even the snake. Not quite. Not even the snake, man. Quite. That poor dude. Plus, He's I alive, mean, though. He's but angry. the funny thing is, is like I looked into it, and the reality is. I just think he. I think he's the kind of man that had the money, right? And he got he got the equipment dropped off, and somebody spent a day, showing him how to drive it, showing him how to control it, and I'm sure multiple times, he cleared his driveway, right? Like he's like, yeah, I got this, but one day, something happened, someone was in his way, and he panicked. And he jumped out of it a little bit too soon. So his, he, it turns out it was his nephew that was stuck in the ditch. Yeah. And as he was coming up to it, so he popped it into gear. And uh, I, have you ever been in, have you guys ever been in a snowcat before? Mm-hmm. So with the snowcat, like, I it, have, okay. Yeah. So uh, with piston bullies and other uh, 
types of kids. I can't name one off the top of my head. Sometimes, like, you have to have some force into it. And if he didn't put that force to pop it into gear, that can absolutely pop on out. It's just like a, any type of stick, a manual vehicle or anything like that. Well, it's like and once you take the brake off, hill, once you take yep. the brake off, it, that tension leaves. Yeah. And if it's not locked into the teeth, Go right back. Just popped it right on out. out. Back in the noodle. And the thing is, like, he was noodle. doing it to save, I don't know, <laughs> he was doing it to save his nephew and everything, and I feel really bad that he had to be a Marvel character. No, as, as, <laughs> he had to as put I, his acting skills to work. As I always, as I always say, fuck them kids. What do you mean, fuck them kids? Oh, my God. It was his nephew, his not his kid. His nephew's an adult. <laughs> his nephew, not his kid. Yeah, but... And his no. nephew is an adult, too. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them kids. Fuck them fuck kids. Them kids dude. Yeah. I'm going to at least make sure it's in gear first. Well, <laughs> not everybody thinks in panic mode. A lot oh. of people panic in panic mode. I've seen a lot of panic. I wish I was capable of that just because the authenticity of actions made in, like, panic... You know what I mean? Like, I think back on all of the times when it would have been appropriate for me to just panic. But based on the childhood that I've had and the experiences in the military, it's like I'm so analytical that I'm PTSD almost... PTSD switch, uh, switches on. No, it's it's not even a PTSD thing. It's like, it's it's a failure to be emotionally connected to a situation, right? And on most, like, actual emergencies, that's a fucking asset. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But let's just say you're trying to have a relationship with somebody. Sometimes it's okay to do the thing that I will never do because I'm biochemically incapable of it now. You know? Well, I, I understand that. I, have, um, I actually had a recent experience when I was down in Mexico on vacation with... Mexico? Mexico. Well, I'll turn into You Mexico might be the most again. interesting woman. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking weird. But when I was down there, I had a situation where um, he was chasing he was chasing cocaine and strippers the entire time. We, first, we got down there. Okay, this is the first night. I got to tell wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Time okay, out, hang on. Okay, time man. Out, pause, I time I feel kind of bad telling this story because it's like so yeah. outrageous. It's like Here's, almost I got, We got to quit. We got to re-clarify okay. one of the rules of the podcast. No cussing. No, no. <laughs> oh yeah, no cussing on unlicensed and unhinged. All of the Tell fucking me how that cussing. Shit All of the fucking cussing. <laughs> but that, let's before you get into the story. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to be. Like, no, no, no. You're doing just fine. I just want to give you one of our ground rules. We don't. We don't. We could talk all the shit. We could tell all the crazy stories, but no business names, no real names, and everything else. Is on the board. Yep, that's. Okay. I, I never. Right. I, I try not right. to ever label anybody because so we, we I never per- want them to know. You know, like. No, but that's I, it. I don't want anybody uh, in the house other, to know other that, fucking bullshit. Uh, other than that, okay. If you want to tell a story, you could say. This one's pretty good. Me and an ex. Let's call him Richard. <laughs> you know, like that's fine. Just tell your like, story, but just. This is a permanent record, and that needs to be acknowledged. I would almost call this like the Hangover extreme that being said the mexico trip yeah hmm. it was like literally ugh, god that being Let's, said i know you understand why i'm saying that yeah and i know you're no, telling right. this yeah, yeah, story yeah, yeah. so yeah. go ahead so, and full send this like, bitch okay so the first the, this is mind you this is the very first day we get down there the very first day i've been looking forward to this for a while you know and the, it went on hinged 
So you guys are going for what a vacation just to get out for fun? A, va- a vacation together, yes. Okay. And unhinged, you say? Unhinged, I say. And it turned into this whole situation where he was chasing so much the cocaine, honestly. That uh, and it, oh yeah, and so he wouldn't get in the car. He wouldn't get in the Uber with me, and. I, so I got the Uber, or what I thought was the Uber. It turns out it was not the Uber, and it was a, it was the exact same car. There was two of them, and I remember specifically like this. It was two exact identical vehicles, and I got in the wrong one. And I was super pissed. I was fucked up. And I get in the car, and he goes, tell me where to go. I'm like, okay. So I tell him where to go, takes me on over there. And we get to the, uh, to the Airbnb, and he goes, it's cash only. I go, I don't have fucking cash. I paid for an Uber. Like, I'm sorry. I don't. He's like, no, it's cash only. And I said, I don't have cash. Oh, yeah. He gets out of the vehicle, comes around to the side and he opens the door and starts touching my legs. And mind you, I'm wearing like a cute little skimpy little white dress, you know, and everything. Cause I'm not like I was with my boyfriend at the time. And he starts touching my leg and I realize what's happening. Like this dude is going to fucking try and rape me. So I ended up kicking him in the chest. Like after I was like, get the fuck off me. And I kicked him in the chest. I'm like, take me to an ATM. Ends up, quote unquote, getting in the car to take me an ATM. Takes me 30 minutes away where I'm like, where's the fucking ATM, bro? And so I'm yelling the entire time. Ends up dropping me off in the middle of nowhere, ripping me out of the car, like leaving me on the side. I had no cell phone service. Mind you, I still don't know where. That's fucking terrifying. Oh, it gets better than this. Let me tell you the fuck is what. So I start walking, and I and like I, I'm in Mexico right now. So I start walking. I walked about two miles to find the closest hotel with a bellhop there. And I told him I'm stopping because I'm like very terrified right now, you know, and everything. Yeah, and no, because my PTSD, my PTSD trigger hasn't yeah, kicked and in. And you're in a thing. third world country in the middle of said, fucking well, nowhere. Yeah. yeah, and so he, I still had an ATM. To get money out, to get taken safely to my Airbnb. Dude's not there. So I'm like, what the fuck? All of a sudden, I call my, I call one of my best friends, tell her what's going on. I'm super fucking pissed. And then all of a sudden, I felt that switch kick on where that military like thing switched on. I was like, I'm never going to leave a person behind. I irrationally thought to myself, I'm going to go find him. I started walking down to, I walked down, met this really super nice young couple. They took me down to the downtown location that we were at. And they dropped me off. And I'm like, where do I go from here? I legitimately saw a cat. <laughs> I saw a pussy. And I decided, I'm like, I'm going to follow this cat. And I'm going to walk down the street. I'm gonna, so I walked down. I walked down two, three, four blocks. And then I ended up at this restaurant. And I met this guy. Turns out that he's, he's the son of the head of the cartel for the region. And he had nice. already heard about the situation that went down. He went with me on like a five-hour walk looking for him. Like we looked everywhere. We looked in drug houses. We looked in whorehouses. So you're boyfriend hunting at this point. I was boyfriend hunting with my new boyfriend, (laughs) my Mexican boyfriend. (laughs) Because this dude, he fell in love with me at first sight. Like as as a woman, you know, like when a man like likes you and like you can see it. And I saw his lies light up. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like I can make this work for myself. Like I can make this like perfect, perfect, perfect. I I got the best bodyguard in the fucking county. I I don't need. I don't. I don't need to. speak Spanish, but I know what this dude's up to. So as long as I like, I'm able to like balance everything. And I did. And he turned out to be one of the most nicest and kindest humans, honestly, because he was genuinely concerned about me. He respected my decision on being genuinely concerned with this dude. And eventually it was like 6 a.m. I'm just like, I, I need to go back. I don't, he may be at the Airbnb. Go back to the Airbnb. Motherfucker's not there. I'm like, what the fuck? So I call the jail. 
I start calling jails, man. Because this is not the first time I found friends <laughs> after disappearing. Yeah, we all been there. Yeah, so I we call the jail. There. Sure as shit, he's in fucking jail. The Mexico jail. The Mexico jail. And so <laughs> I, I call my boy. Nice. I call my cartel boyfriend. And you're like, hey, can you do something here? I go, I found him. And he goes, what? I go, he's in jail. He goes, pick me up. I will be your translator. He, he ended up coming with me <laughs> to pick him up from jail. And thank God, because his dad was the one that worked him out to get him out because he was charged with drunk in public, fighting with a cop, having drugs on him. Mm-hmm. And in you know, just Tuesday jail. shit. Tuesday shit. <laughs> Tuesday shit. But he would have been in there until Monday. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he would not have had any phone. Like, he lost everything. And so, thank God, my Mexican boyfriend came with me. We went and picked him up. And God bless him because the guy who we got a ride back to the Airbnb with, he was in jail too. Nice. Soliciting nice. prostitutes. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, <laughs> he didn't uh, even uh, know yeah. him. He just talked to him and asked him for a ride back. And He's so like, "Hey, can we roll together or what?" <laughs> yeah, like yeah. literally. Yeah. And so then we ended up going back, and it like the rest of the vacation ended up still continuously got worse. You would think like he would stop, but he didn't. To where it was insane, and where I, yeah. we met up with uh, we met up with my Mexican boyfriend. We're just gonna call him that from now on. Yeah, I like and that because he is because yeah. I mean it's yeah. a protagonist antagonist. Like I felt like yeah. it was almost a romantic movie. You know, it should have been. We can make we can you know, make that I'm going, later. I'm, like, we can make that later. I'm going on vacation with my boyfriend at the time, and it turns out he's the one putting me in these horrifically dangerous situations when the cartel is now saving me and re- keeping me safe because he told me he's gonna stay with me. He's going to stay with us. So then he, because he kept seeing how much dangerous shit he was putting me in to keep me safe. I ended up meeting his dad. They all fucking love me. I literally can go get married into cartel right now. I'm like, hey, I never I mean, want to go back. It's always, a, it's always an option. But what, It'd be let, real nice. Let me, let he, was, me hear, he was a super nice dude. What like, was God the, bless him. What was the interaction between, uh, we'll call him boyfriend original and Mexican boyfriend. Yeah. How did that go when they first got to meet each other? Because I know that had to... It was a jail! As he was coming out of jail, I go... <laughs> Literally like, getting bailed out. I was like, you have no idea what I've been through, and this is the dude that is taking care of me. This is now my Mexican boyfriend. Original boyfriend. <laughs> meet Mexican boyfriend. Meet Mexi- <laughs> and he goes, I have never had one of those before. <laughs> that, that might be the name of this episode. Like Mexican boyfriend, dude. I swear, it was unbelievable. Because like then he a uh, Mexican boyfriend ended up coming back to the like Airbnb and shit. And I definitely like... So wait, wait. If, if I definitely if, like touched both their knees. I'm like, fuck. Like maybe I can like facilitate a threesome. Hey, let's <laughs> get it out. Hey, hey. I thought about it, hey, but it just didn't. Why not run it? Why I not tried, run it? I mean, and you know, like I, if I would have pushed a little harder, maybe... But but it just it didn't feel right. So. I respect the thought process yeah. in that moment. Right? I do. I mean, I'm the fucking boss-ass bitch now at this point. Like, I'm the one uniting everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I got one I'm bailing out of jail, one saving him from jail, one what? is fucking fighting off dudes from raping me. Like, I just wanted a nice vacation to swim in the pool and eat tacos. And... Like, is a DP too much to ask for? I'm fucking asking, man. I've had a few few male threesomes, and that's all I'm asking for, and it does not happen. The devil's threesomes is something that every strong, empowered woman deserves, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion only. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck what I say. I might not mean shit, but every strong, powerful woman Deserves two men taking care of her for a night. Dude, I swear. So I've had, I've had like, couldn't, female, couldn't. male, male, female, you know, sort of thing, you know. 
And I swear, like, the best threesome for a woman or a male, <laughs> two men and a girl, like, it's like two. Because men, men can get out of their own head. Like, oh, especially, best. like, not to say, like, some I'm putting dude, in work, but they're putting it The devil works I, harder at that point. I, I'm going to say this. Like, not that every man could have a devil's threesome with his girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not, not every man is capable of that, no, right? No, no. And this is coming from a background of, like, nine years of, like, being in a marriage that was, like, fully swinger, like, base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I know, I know all these dynamics very yeah. well. And I'm the type of guy where it's like, if me and my lady were out and the things lined up and it was her night to shine, then I'm, I'm, I'm not only going to help her shine. You're going to be a team motherfucking player. Not, I'm only, not only am I going to be a team player, I'm going to go all out for my girl. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to let her know what it my is. My heart. That's you know, so sweet. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm throw, throw the pipe where she wants me to throw the pipe. Because that woman done gave me 20 or 30 threesomes before this point. You're so sweet. You know what I mean? So, it's like, so considerate. How could, I be, how could I be so disrespectful? How could, how could I be so inconsiderate well, uh, or selfish? You know what I mean? Oh, are <coughs> selfish, though. That's, that's fake. That, but that's, Some people don't want to eat pussy. That's fake swinger. Some people swinger. don't want to suck dick. That's no. fake swinger. No. That's fake polyamory. And I've seen it everywhere I've been. That being said. Highest of five. Boom. Clap. My question is, you said even after he got out of jail, he kept he going. He still kept trying to get, couldn't boyfriend, original boyfriend get drugs from Mexican boyfriend? At that He's point, Mexican. Mexican. You would have fucking thought. I cannot believe, like, I was never even thought. Like, but literally, uh, I was chasing that point, this dude help me around help fucking Mexico. Like, yeah. I was chasing this dude at that point, around though, fucking Mexico. And then he got mad point, at me. Though, I made out with a stripper who he was trying to get, and then he got mad at me for making out with a stripper. At, at, at that point, though, original, what? original, I cannot. It was like I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you the. I'm gonna tell you this, this. The sociology going on there. At that point, original boyfriend was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And at that point, he wasn't even with us at that point. But at that point, Mexican boyfriend was like, "Fuck." This white boy, oh. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally, yeah. because he yeah, knew, yeah. because he saw like how much of a G I was, to, like go, like go on, on my own. Like I went home and got changed and went and like so. Then the people previous, like who were, are you telling me you got this. into your boyfriend finding clothes? I did. Like I went down in my. You changed from hoe shit. I into boyfriend you, that finding PTSD, clothes. That PTSD switch switched on. And normally, like, because, you know, coming from, like, a traumatic shit and everything, I can turn it off. But it was on for six fucking days. Six days. Six days of having that PTSD. That's a long time to be in survival mode. It really really was. It really was. Once you're triggered for that long, you're barely a rational person. I haven't been. You don't know how to act. No. You don't know who to trust. I'm still healing from it, honestly. And I'm sorry for that. And I'm glad you're here. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you're here tonight, able to talk about it. With a bunch. God bless the summer solstice. God hey, bless. We just it. The SS. Yeah, summer solstice. Some well, no. Not the SS. Scratch <laughs> the SS. <laughs> no, not the SS. We all look at me like, no, that's not a good idea. No, you can't. Wrong continent, motherfucker. Wrong continent. <laughs> you can't just. You can't just. You can't just abbreviate everything. Yeah, that was crazy. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, not everything. I said SS, but and I was like, kind of like, kind of like our, our idea for a white truck gang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're right. gonna start a white truck gang. Why? Because white trucks are cool. You don't have are to, they? You gotta yeah. go, you gotta wash them all the time. They get motherfuckers. You don't have to. Dirty. You don't have to be white, but your truck do. Why can't we just have brown trucks? Yeah, so. <laughs> we don't have to wash them. 
I love my brown True. car. It was but my favorite, bro- it was my both, favorite car. We of both all time. had white trucks. I never watched it. We I got a big red w- truck now. I kind of like it. Yeah. I didn't at first when it came out. I was, when, then they pulled. I didn't know what color it was, but I went to go look at it. They pulled it out. It's a big red truck, and I was like, hmm. Was it candy red? Or yeah. red? Pretty much, yeah. No, yeah. it's red. No, it's candy, candy red. red. Yeah, candy red's red. nice. I mean, it's yeah. a factory color. It's just like a what, what bright red. It's an what 06 what? Dodge Dually. Oh, Dodge. Dually, baby. What do you drive over there? Oh, I drive a 2017. Infinity QX50. Oh. It's a 340 horsepower V6 hatchback. Every time he comes to the compound, he does donuts in it. Yeah. Like, it's I, dust but, everywhere. But, All over my truck. Yeah. I used to be. All a, over my truck. I used to be a truck guy, though. You know, like mm. my entire time in the military, I always had trucks because I needed them because I was moving from base to base, living that fucking that road life based on my army orders, you know. That being said, though, like, I had a truck when I first came here, and it was a fucking specimen. It was one of the most beautiful white trucks you would ever see. Mm-hmm. And my dad has a white truck, and yeah. we, were t- we just, uh, among conversation, made up the joke, a white truck gang. Yeah. That's my I am not a fan of white, white trucks. <laughs> what? Yeah, but it, the thing about I feel like white... it should be brown, like, because, like, they get dirty all the time. But the like, thing it doesn't is, make like, I had sense. black trucks before, and they look dirty way faster. Yeah, black way or faster. white. Yeah. Yep, brown. Yeah. I don't understand why that being all said, trucks are not brown. That, be, that being said, huh. I, do, I do love a truck, but the lifestyle that I live now, like if I got to have one vehicle, I need a medium-sized car. Because You're a of city what I slicker. Do. Yes, he I, is. I, I have this downtown Reno, apart, downtown Reno apartment. Yes, he is. I got, I got the swanky downtown apartment. Apartment, but mm-hmm. the reality is like it's not who I started. Why'd as. you choose Infinity? I think I a, think the salesman sold him on it. I think no, no, nah, nah, I bought it online uh, unseen. Really? Yeah. You I mean, it was it, it was, like, it was like what it was one? because I took this job where I was traveling all the time, mm-hmm. right? And I had this fucking massive truck, and it was at the end of its life cycle where it was gonna start causing problems. Mm-hmm. So I just like I need to get I need to get out of this thing. I need to be able to travel all across NorCal, up in Oregon, Washington, and and all that. So like I just wanted a small compact car that was a hatchback that I could throw my tools, you know, like my snowboard. Like the, a little bit of luxury in there too. Yeah, the case, the case that holds all my dick rings. Yeah, like everything. You need to have you know, that. Like, you need to have <laughs> dick ring money case. compartments, man. My, yeah, my my dick ring box. <laughs> my dick ring box. My dick ring box, and that's pretty big, dude. You can't just put that in a sedan. <laughs> a lot of dick rings. In do you my have them with the balls, or do you have it like the entire? I got ring? I got ones I got ones with spikes and shit on them. What? Yeah, just because like if I go on a date with a woman and I'm not trying to fuck. I know she's gonna try me, and like because I, based on that, yes, she will. Yeah, but I like, would. <laughs> I, I, I put the spiky one in, and it's like if she just it's a like new sensation. If she just if she tears me out of my clothes, and then it's like she spikes. Sees the spikes. It's supposed it's to be a like, deterrent. It's anti-rape not device. A, no. It's anti-rape device. It's no. got sharp edges. No, no. You know, Alex like, is like no. not for me. <laughs> I'd be like, what does it do? I like this. <laughs> Nah, but what they, is this? They're jagged. They look like... It's going to backfire on you with this one. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. If it's not like soft plastic or silicone. No, it was, no oh, God, it's all, like all metal. Like, oh, God. All metal. Okay, maybe I'm listening. I had some angry dick Like, rings. okay, you remember the movie 300? Yes. Yeah. You remember what's the God's, the God, man God's name that he's like trying to... 
the guy that's trying to take over, the little tall guy, the bald guy. What's Xerxes. His name? Xerxes. Yeah. Remember Xerxes? Face? One of my heroes. I do not remember the name, but yes, I do know. Who that's of course, right. I do. That's what I imagine with Jeremy's dick rings and all. <laughs> but listen, listen. Xerxes. Remember, remember in the movie how Xerxes is like, like gonna, we're gonna just talk about Xerxes rings over yeah, here now. Yeah. But this is the reality. Is new like, nickname for Jeremy's dick, Xerxes. Xerxes. <laughs> Don't tell everybody that. No. Oh wait. Oh shit. But real, real talk being said, you know, like, everybody been trying to fuck me since I was eight years old, right? Oh, God. And because That's of that, right. like, I, I'm extra sensitive about some of the shit, you know what I mean? True. Like, I would just like a woman to hang out and chill occasionally, you know? But... But we don't we just want to be your But friend. sometimes, you know, like, some women be like, I won't shave before a date because I don't, you know, like, I don't want... Like, I'll just put the fucking spike fucking triceratops tail <laughs> dick ring in. And then, like, even if they try to fuck me, then I can just chill tonight. Like, maybe get to know me, dude. All right. Can we go out? Can we go fucking paddle boarding or something? Damn, bitch. Like, <laughs> I got feelings and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I no, like- stepdad, no. <laughs> you know, like, it gets hard out here. So lighten the mood real. We'd like to take a minute to just highlight one of our favorite sponsors, Nitro Poo Brew Coffee. Nitro Poo Brew Coffee is specially formulated to make your guts empty. If you are one of those people that depends on their morning coffee to take their morning shit, then this is it, Nitro Poo Brew Coffee, for when you need that gong git for that morning shit. Quick, when I was in Mexico, I never got laid. Oh, Six days. <laughs> From Mexican boyfriend or? Wow. Wow. And I should have fucked Mexican boy. What should've. she should have did is at least fucked him. But I queen, didn't fuck anybody. queen crown, queen crown. Swimming naked in the pool and everything. They still didn't want to fuck me. Gay. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, dude. I don't queen know. Queen crown, what though. What you should have done, you should have full pressed. And you should got that devil three. I should have. I should have got that devil three. Like now, now what I know now, you know, yeah. and like how everything all turned out, I definitely should have just fucking pressed it. That being said, we've now hit the hour mark. No. And it's time Already? for a pee break. Woo! And we're going to pause this Who's shit. Who's going to hold it? Yo, wait. No, last time we never smoked any weed. Now I yeah, want to Yeah, yeah. Bang, weed. bang. And we're back after it once again. Live. Cocks and hens. Now we're live. Whoop, whoop. Cocks and hens. Cocks and hens. <laughs> so, Are they my hands? <laughs> You guys so, are too far what? apart. You guys got giant ass dicks and cocks, cocks and hands. And, no, cocks oh, no, no, and no. hens. First cocks off, and hens. First oh, off, oh, <laughs> shit. She thought cocks and hands. No, not and, yet. And not also, not yet. something that needs to be clarified that you said. Unhinged. I want everyone to know I've never claimed to have a big cock. I, I got a medium cock. But With a giant dick ring. But it's the best. Because of the b- giant dick ring. Thank you for stepping <laughs> on my joke. God damn it. <laughs> you weren't really quick enough. You were really quick enough. All right. But that being said. Medium dick, big dick energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I can see that. That's what we all should live for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and plus, always, no always. Dick energy, so. Plus, like, the guy in the club telling you he has a massive cock, he's always going to disappoint you. Yeah. Because even if it's, like, medium big, it's not massive. He's talking shit. So if you tell everyone you got a medium dick, then the baseline is set. Everybody's going to be happy. It's also the motion of the ocean at that point. Well, that's true. And it's all about how much cardio they're getting on this motherfucker. How many calories? You put a Fitbit on that motherfucker, and you see what he's really doing. You better be walking five miles a day to keep up that cardio. I'm just saying, if a motherfucker says he throws king dick, put a Fitbit on him. 
We'll see what it is. How many calories did you burn? <laughs> it, you know, like if it ain't 100. What if it weighs too sit much? Sit fucking down, Junior. <laughs> sit down and stand up. <laughs> sit down so I can sit on it. <laughs> hey, I'll do the work. Hey, I work out. That being said, one thing I like to talk about with all the guests. Alex, you've been wonderful so far. This has been fantastic. I, I think we're having a good time. It's mm-hmm. been a good time. I think run. this is our second day hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And not even our second day. Let's just call it our our, our second eight. Yeah. Because like, it was four hours the first time. Give or Three take. hours yeah. right now. Yeah. I was like, we haven't hung out for a full 24 hours, but I yeah, feel like so I've known you good. for longer. For I sure. know. <laughs> this is a good way to Felt get to know. Vibes. Felt it. This is a good way to get to know people, you know, and it was one of the things I was talking about that night. Part of this whole fucking project is capturing the motherfuckers we already love and we already know and immortalizing them on audio and getting a new meet new and interesting people and bringing them into our sphere and filling them out, and having the same conversations. How many times have any of us, and all of our listeners, how many times have you sat around at 3 a.m. in the after party, getting to know someone, talking about the craziest shit, talking about the wildest stories, and fucking 24 hours later, from Never your memory, that shit's gone. And, Never you, and from your memory, it's gone. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to know... Half the shit you talked about, you just have, you're just left with a sense of that person. Thank and that, God we started talking before sundown. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Yeah. Because everything everything became time travel after sundown for me that yeah. night. And I've been talking about this all week. I've been I was like I met these the coolest dudes. I vibe with them, Aww. and I think that we have a great like a great dynamic going on. I think so. <laughs> Good thing, you, good thing I got a face for radio. <laughs> I didn't say you no, had a face for radio. Back. <laughs> I never said you had a face for radio. I said it's refreshing to see someone that did radio that doesn't have a face for radio. And we could timestamp that because it's on record. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, record. anyway, that being said, one thing I like to ask all my guests, all my friends, really, all the people that I bring into my inner circle, all the people that I like, Mix my energy within the sauce, so to speak. Talk, let's talk about your art. Let's talk about the various art forms that you love and what generates your revenue and anything that you're willing to discuss. So, behind the camera or in front of the camera? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, like I talked about earlier, I got out here because I was a photographer behind the camera. I won a national photography competition, did everything. But my most experience I do have is being in front of the camera. And that started since being in newspapers as a kid, uh, mm-hmm. in commercials in Florida, along with being in printed magazines in Florida and in Michigan, along with commercials. And also being in the background of a movie as well, too. And I've just kind of been on camera, one of those people that I'm a super motherfucking Ham, I really am. So she would give me like a drink, and I'm like, "Put me on camera, like last camera, I'm a bitch. Let's go." I actually (laughs) didn't know I was a ham until about a year ago. Really? Yeah, no one told me what ham meant. I never heard the phrase. Yeah. Oh, dude. But I'm hamming as fuck. I'm like a little succulent little pig for roasting over here. You could call me. You could call me Richard Hammond Granite. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was Richard Dragon. But when you add the ham and it flows better with granite. Oh, okay, Richard right. Hammond Dragon. Actually, <laughs> never mind. Scratch that. Richard Hammond Dragon. Richard Hammond Dragon. 
That's nice. All the, the cam dragon. <laughs> that's like that's like that's like fourteen syllables deep. I like it. It actually kind of like flows better, and like it catches on quicker. I mean, fourteen syllables deep is deeper than I'll ever get. Yeah, I think most of us will not be able to get that deep. But yeah, so I. But who would want them to? Nah, so, nah, so visual, nah, nah, visual nah. arts. Visual Let's arts. talk about visual arts. Let's so, talk about media. Okay, so I. Um, Okay, so when I was, it, it, it's so complicated because I've been so intertwined with being behind this, behind the camera and in front of the camera the, my entire life. I think that's the reason why I'm able to direct people on how to be on camera and why I'm able to be as well on camera is because I know exactly what it's supposed to look like is the best way to that's describe it. That's probably the better way to start if I had to guess. Yeah, because you know? I, I don't know how else to really go about it. I don't necessarily have any formal training uh besides being like guided by uh mentors here and there like no i didn't go to school for it or anything mm -hmm. i just have a natural eye because i can see what other photographers are looking for but also my vision i have one bad eye so i only see i don't like one depth <laughs> sort of deal Wait, how, like, many, how many fingers though? i'm gonna say 16 <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> actually that's an advantageous skill <laughs> And uh, so when I moved on out here, I got, like, again, I got into skiing and snowboarding, so I got back in front of the camera. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was down in Las Vegas with my one of my best friends of 20 years after Mexico trip. Oh, Mexico yeah. went to hell in a handbasket, and so my, I was bitching my friend, and he was like, Alex, we've traveled well together. I've known you for 20 years. Come on down. It'll just be a great time. I'm like, fuck, yes, sign me up. Booked my ticket right there in the airport and went on down. And two, a couple days before he, maybe two, three days before the party, he, uh, before I went down, he goes, make sure you bring a sexy dress. And duh, like, everywhere I go. I was like, duh. That's what I like, I already had a plan. I already yeah. had a plan. And he goes, no, I'm for real though, because we're going to a Playboy party. I was like, oh, well, sign me the fuck up. I'm 36 years old, haven't been. I've always heard about these Playboy parties with my friend because he, like, used to go to the mansion back in the day with his buddy and shit like that. I was like, yes, I really want to go. So I get down there. I'm wearing this beautiful yellow kind of sexy dress, you know, and it turns out is for Macy Magazine for Las Vegas. And Ooh, David nice. Macy is a world-renowned staff, a previous staff photographer for Playboy. Worked for other associations and everything like that. And I ended up meeting the cover girl for that month. She told me I should meet him. Got to meet him. And now... Uh, I have a photo shoot booked with him next Friday on the 30th for a photo shoot with him with Macy Magazine for to be published. So I'm like, right now, I'm not in front of the camera. I'm behind the... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not behind the camera right now. I'm in front of it, which is a very interesting thing. But hopefully, yeah. I can transition back into behind it and in front of it. Both, yeah. <laughs> Am I in front I'm of mic? In front of the mic. <laughs> or behind the, the mic. mic, yes. Yeah. <laughs> in front of the mic. But the reality, the, mic. Is, the reality is, I, I feel the energy of this. Like... Why are we not all in this day and age? Why are we not all becoming our own media gods? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody that I know and that I value and that I hold close, they could all easily start their own podcast. They could all easily start their own YouTube channel. They could all easily start an OnlyFans. So we're talking about. Or anything, you know, like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm Go on Chatterbait. Like, That's how you just, get so many people. But listen to me, like I go on a chatterbait, I'm going to, I have to see 79 penises 
no, know, no, like, no, 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 no. You're thinking about, um, what do you call it? Chat uh, roulette. Chat roulette. Chat yeah. roulette. Yeah. Man, like, I've only been on that three or four times. Yeah, I always had the best the fucking Kermit? time on there. Don't get so me wrong. Fun. Don't get me wrong. I have, I have experience with doing, with doing. Surprise, Dick. No, no surprise, Dick. The only surprise dick I, I have ever been have involved with, I was the on the receiving end. Oh, my God. <laughs> have I? But this is what I'm talking about. Like, any, any media sex worker, to me, is just like a regular sex worker in the way that I respect the industry. Oh, you, you mean like I mean? how going out to the bar and hustling dudes for drinks? Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a way to survive, though. But like, <laughs> I used... Get to see your titties at that But point. let me give you an example. When I was a young soldier stationed outside of Fort Hood, there was this bar, and it was called Hunters, right? I love it. And if you were a young man between the ages of 18 and like 26, I think was the cutoff, you got in for free. You didn't pay a cover. That's fucked up. But you know who did pay a cover? <laughs> CEOs. Women over 30. Stop. Yes. And you know what us gentlemen did while we were there? Having a good time. We got a lot of free drinks, sure. But we also had a lot of dates. A lot of interactions <laughs> with these older women. And a lot of them were Texas women with money. Oh, you know so, what I mean? Like, okay. All right? So, like, I, I got a feel for the vibe pretty early. Because I was a young, broke soldier. And I was doing my thing. This isn't so bad. No, it wasn't so bad. Because, like, even, even the women... You were, you were almost a sugar bonbon. Oh, no, I was basically... Sugar bonbon. I was basically a cub. <laughs> you I was basically a little sweet cub. A, cub. a sweet cub. Out at Hunter's, where the cougars be rowling. <laughs> Did you have to do a cougar yell? <laughs> <laughs> Every time one of them did it to me, I was like, hey, you know, like, cook me dinner and buy me some new shoes. But Let's like, talk about right. it. Uh, okay, so now I'm confused because um, my family was mostly in the military, but I don't, I was not in the military. I don't like people telling me what to do, obviously. So Fair I, enough. I do not have the patience for that. So when, I, when you tell me, like, oh, the Dallas women, they had money, all I think are these, like, almost debutantes. Were they military women? Were they just on base? No. It was, like, previous, no, like, no, with, no, like... No, Where I was going was over... It was several hours oh. from my base. But every time I went there, I never had to worry. I was, like, a hundred percent... Let's just be honest. Was I, was like 80, I was an 89% guaranteed adopted cub. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, I do. you know, like... I would go out there that and I would have a bomb bomb. That was your side, side, was, that was your side you hustle? No, this was, was a military I, sugar I bomb bomb. Out, I, these, clubs, these clubs were real loose with the rules, right? Yeah, of course they were. Like, if I got hella drunk and I just took my shirt off and I flexed, like, my 26-year-old <laughs> army boy body, you know what I mean? Like, was I jacked? Were you still white like, now? You're skinny, yeah. but you, were you can still do 100. Were you, were you as white as you are now? Were, were you tan a little bit? I was a lot more burnt. Like I was, thank God I was wearing my sunglasses yeah. the other day. But like I didn't like, have a red, I didn't have a red beard to fuck it up, right? Oh yeah, because I could, you can, I haven't had a beard in the army. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I couldn't have had it if I wanted it. Why? Why is that? It's, I've never a, it's our it. grooming standards, mm. and it all comes down to this: short hair in the military goes back to the Roman legions, mm -hmm. right? The reason really is it's about cleanliness. You can't get a bunch of lice 
and shit like that yeah. if you got a buzz cut every day, right? True. But let's take it one step deeper. Let's talk about spirituality. Mm-hmm. It's about subjugation because your hair is power, right? Like your hair gives you antennas to the world. Like your hair gives you extrasensory perception to what's going on around you, right? And why that might benefit you on the battlefield hypothetically, what it will also do is we'll let you know when they're trying to throat feed you propaganda. Like when they're trying to throat feed you propaganda in the military, that's the fucking basis for the power. Do yep. you get what I mean? Yeah, because you can't have too many uprisings. You can't have any uprisings. You can't, not only that, when you're talking about your soldiers and you're trying to mobilize and you're trying to do real shit on, on a battlefield or... You can't have a bunch of people being individuals no. questioning the authority or the game plan. Or Running around. Because... Doing drugs. <laughs> one of the most devastating pieces of information to me in my early military career... A squad leader told me, based on my military ID, right? Mm. On every military ID, it's got all your critical information. It's got a little card that can be read magnetically, right? But on the bottom of both sides of the card, back in my day, it could be on the bottom top, doesn't matter. It says property of the United States government. Now, this squad leader highlighted to me they're not talking about the card, my guy. Talking about you. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Does that like ring? Which is kind of crazy if you think yeah. about it. Because yeah. you, still you, have to reg- it. you still have to register yourself as a baby. Like you have a birth certificate. You have a social security number. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, and you're voluntary when, sign up for insurance and stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go into the military. And now like not only do they owe you tax, tax money, insurance money. Legally when, from your parents, but now the government owns you. Do you like at, at that yeah. point, like when, when, when do you pro- own yourself? When I progress, when I progress through the ranks, that guy made that point when I was a young soldier, right? When I progress through the ranks, especially in the era of combat, right? And my commanders started telling me what the game really is. They'd be like, hey, Sarn, you derive your power from my authority as your commander, right? And when I put you on a mission, the soldiers underneath you are under an extension of my power through you, right? Mm. And if you tell a soldier to do something that is certainly going to kill him, but you have done the math that his life is worth spending for that objective, he is legally expected to go and die for your authority. Like, think about that. Like, I know that's, I know that's a fucked up sentence to say. But it's true, though. But it is the whole, it, it's that's the whole the derivative of military authority and, and, and like, your yeah. commander in the military is your, your judge and your jury. Your like, commander in the military is a president of the United States. When no, it all no, comes no. Down I'm, talking to about, I'm talking about your lowest level commander has legal authority to spend your life and he can delegate that authority to any NCO. When you're in the military, the commander of the entire military is the president, which I agree to what yeah. you're saying. What I'm saying is you have signed away your life when you join the military mm-hmm. and they can kill you for a cause, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, legally. Or in other words, they yeah. can spend you like currency, like. It's worth worth spending that life to get what we need to get. Once I realized that, and it was early in the military, 
I have never drank the Kool-Aid again. Yeah, I don't believe but I But I still did a lot of years. The one thing, I, like I always say, don't tell me what to do. I cannot handle that. <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't handle that. Like going knowingly into a situation that right. is someone else's decision that I do not morally, ethically, or even psychologically or mentally agree with because I, I do not believe this is right. the right decision. And I still have to do that and get in trouble for it. I could not. It's a fake tribe. God though. bless you. It's no. The, I'm glad God bless you, though, I'm for glad doing I went through it, no. but I never want anyone else Fuck no. to go through it blind. You know what I mean? No. Like, I've seen leaders that were great, and I've seen leaders that would kill people for their... For their so, so, have you... Obviously, when you're in the military, you interacted with a lot of... Inter, did you interact with international military as well, too? Yeah. Or do, yeah they have, a, do they have similar view sets as, like, what we have here in the United States? So, it depends. It's country to country, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I interacted in, in the mid to late part of my career with a lot of soldiers from South America, Mexico, stuff like that, right? Mm. And mid-career, I, I interacted with soldiers from all of the like UN forces in Asia, like South Korea, Japan, uh, the Philippines, like just Thailand. Like I, I interacted with all the soldiers from that region. And they all have different cultural expectations and also like trauma loads on on their militaries. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like if, if you're Taiwan, you haven't been in a military conflict in fucking 75 years. Like where they're they... so little. They're a little country. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you go to Germany, though, the Germans have a totally different perspective because <clears throat> their soldiers... We're literally part of the fucking problem for a while. You know, like, uh, they were the problem. And, and, and now it's like, laughing, like, almost like their generation still hasn't died yet. And oh, now, yeah, like, like, when they started the problem, I'm like... But some of the Germans... Well, we got at least though, another generation the, to call Think now. about the young Germans, though. They grew up, and they're a little bit more culturally sensitive, and they're, like, yes. they're like way more... Yep, one more like, generation will clear out. Right. You, you, it, just takes, it just takes a whole lot of violence, a little bit of fucking... Now we're talking and about then, the like two generations, and then two generations later, you got people that are more like open-minded, yeah. and everybody wants to break this shit down to conservatives and liberals. That's that's cap. Just be fucking that's chill, bullshit. man. That's bullshit. Like just be chill. Like stop fucking around. Know your place in life. Understand like where your reaches are, and stop infringing on other people's rights. Like as a human body, like whether it is one hundred percent anything. It doesn't even matter. Like whether fuck you eat whether it's like who you're gonna marry yeah. whether what do you want to be who you want to fuck like i don't give a shit like, i've never don't given tell a, me what to fucking do i've like, never given a shit about that like, you know i hate I mean? that shit and that's that's my biggest problem is like the right and the left i don't fuck with either of them don't fuck tell both me what to you, do bro. again fuck both of you like don't i'm just, just trying to live chill i'm trying to live judge me on how the people in my in my sphere yeah. feel about me and what they'll all tell you is they love me. I don't judge nobody. No. Nope. If, if, if I judge everybody equally, actually. I don't judge anybody no. because I already I already been a licensed serial killer. Like, how am I supposed to fucking talk shit on anybody after that? Like, I'm out here just <laughs> fucking. I'm out here just loving everybody. Like, if you're a piece of shit, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt, yeah. and I'm gonna focus I'm gonna focus on the parts of you that are redeemable. And I'm going to tell you to your face, you got these parts of you that I don't like, I can't agree with, but what I see over here, I love. 
if you reach out to those people and you bridge that gap and you express what you're about and it's there's the differences in there but you start with love if you start with love I'm telling you you're gonna fucking sway nations like you to an extent yes but you have to understand that I understand. Even if you don't start with love, you can land on love, right? Correct. You can always land on love with the people that like sift the sift. And if you if you do handstand sprints and I'm laying on my back, (laughs) you can land on love also. Or if you're twerking on trees and clapping that ass to watch your butt. (laughs) Clapping on trees, wash that ass. Wash that. Get the ass. Get that ass. When it's when it's raining, we draining. Stop. It's raining, we draining. And that's a that's a modification of an old army standard. If it's raining, we training. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. so if you're homeless in the woods and it's raining, you gotta you're be draining. draining. You, gotta, <laughs> you don't you don't always every, get to wash your ass. You're never every, homeless in the woods. If you're a resident uh, if you're a military person, you will always be a resident of the US Forest Service. Doesn't matter. Well, you know that you should actually be living in the woods. I've already, there's nothing wrong I've with living in the woods. No, I, I already in the did it. But I he was in military service. He could do it for free mm-hmm. forever. Fuck them bases. Fuck them bases. I got no cost passes mm-hmm. to all the national forests. Everywhere. <laughs> I just had to shoot a couple <laughs> people in the neck. Right <laughs> I just had to shoot a couple people in the neck for it. And no. you know, like, I mean, if yes, you look at yeah. it, if you look at yes. it, like a bunch of turkeys over here, essentially. If you look at it, though, if you look at it, though, worth it. <laughs> we got some great parks, my God. Not just parks, we get to sit here and talk shit on a podcast all night. Well, and that, what are we all trying to do other than like what we're very best at and what like feeds our soul? You know what I mean? Talk every shit. Every day, all I want to do is hang out with a couple homies and talk shit. Yeah. All I want to do. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else. Like, my best days have always been when I wasn't too fucked up to record. <laughs> and I just had, like... Because <laughs> he's seen both. He's seen both. Yeah, we, yeah. I've been there. But you sit down with, like, th- three, four homies max. You know what I mean? And, you, and you're just hanging around a campfire... Or somebody's fucking living room, and you're just vibing, right? Yeah. And everybody's popping off, everybody's getting creative, and everybody's talking about shit that they might not quite feel comfortable with, like, their full circle of people talking about. You know what I mean? Because for me, it's like this. I like to make jokes about everything. Mm. And when I have the closest friends in my life, and I can make fun of them, you know, like, regardless of what that is, but it's out of love and they know me well enough that they got ammo and they can fire back at me. That's what the military was for me in a nutshell. Like I formed brotherhoods with dudes from cultures. I had, I would never have experienced. Cause you guys the, all had the same vibe to sign up. Not only that, we all signed up for different reasons. We all found ourselves in a similar place, a place where it was like, what branch We're, were you in? Army. Army. Would yeah. you do? Would you recommend anybody doing it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. No. If, well, if anyone wants to join the military, and you got a high ASVAB score, either go to the Air Force, or go to the Navy, 
you're going to get a technical job that will translate very easily into a civilian sector where you're going to make a lot of money afterwards, and it's going to set your life up for a good trajectory. I joined the Army when I joined the Army for the reason I joined the Army and for the specialty that I joined the Army for. I joined it to get violence out of me. I, jo I joined it to take back power that had been taken from me, you know? And that's not a healthy reason. That's not a good reason. To it's a join reasonable. It's any, reasonable. Any branch of the military, though. And it took me on a wild adventure, and it took me to depths of hell as a person, and it took me to the, like, the very limit of, of something that was good for me, and I had to fight back to the point I am today. And all my close friends, like Mike, you know about this. Mm -hmm. I've talked about it before, you know? Yeah. So, join the Air Force, join the Navy. I would not recommend anybody do what I did. I regret parts of myself that I gained in that time, and I did unspeakable shit, most of which I probably would never put on the mic just for legal it's reasons. Probably, that's probably <laughs> no, no. I don't, yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. When you sign up for something, sometimes you have to commit. I'm sure there's a lot of I knew what there. I was doing, though, when I did it. Mm. And I did it for reasons that are so foreign to me now. You know what I mean? When I look back. But I was dealing with some shit. You know? Chill. You know? You know, now you're a chillest dude. I, did, well, I, I mean, I didn't know yeah. you. How yeah. old are you? How old are you again? I turned 36. Oh, this is a big dis debate lately. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited right now. Tell me all. So you just turned 36. Possibly. I just turned 36 on the 14th of June. However, Happy birthday. However, many people, meeple, many people in meeple. my circle, many meeple. Meeple. Most of the meeple. meeple. Most of the meeple. A lot meeple. of meeple. Most of the meeple were under an incorrect assumption that I was one year older, two years older. We're just Not, making up lies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, no, that's really what it was. Like, and this is no justification. Or did you actually forget? Like, Kima forgot he turned 60. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no justification for this, but when I was a young soldier in the Army and I started getting rank, like, a lot of people didn't want to give me my respect because of my age. Mm -hmm. So That's back, a real thing. back then I started lying about my age, like, giving myself one or two years. I did it for so long that literally until recently... When people would ask me my age, I would just default. But once I... And what was your default age? Like 38. <laughs> right? Right. I'm almost to 40. Yeah. You just start saying that. I'm almost, I'm almost 40. Yeah, but that's what I started saying. Actually, that's literally exactly what I was saying. Okay, so you're, 30, you know, like, you're 36 years old. 36. Lying about being 38. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna For be like, sucking dick at 62. Doing Tuesday yeah. shit on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. But the, but the reality is, like, I did hurt a couple people along the way that didn't deserve it. Oh, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, right. I didn't even really realize it at first because I did it for so many years. Like, but I also lied, cheated, stole, and killed to survive my entire life. All right. Well, right. So, like, uh, so do I have to hide my purse from you right now? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to behave, but this, I'm trying to behave, bitch. Like, but what this you is, got in that purse? But this is me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I'm I got a bloody nose. So I need a there. tampon. <laughs> But this is me. This is me. This is 
this is truly me trying to come back at it and be authentic with everybody. Oh, here you because are. Because the, the lies that I thought were small and white and didn't matter. You know, I've, later on, they fucked up. Are you having some regret right now? Oh, definitely. I've been having it for... Mike, how long have we been talking about this? The whole time. Like a couple weeks at yeah. least, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a lot of gum. No, I don't got a lot of gum. No, I don't got a lot of gum. I got to fix it. I got to... I gotta. We'll do it then. I gotta, I'm doing it. This is it. I'm, I'm talking about this in front of 400 people. So... Yeah, I don't. I, it's but, a summer solstice. Make a wish. Summer solstice. Today I, is a summer solstice. My, stop, stop. I did this. I did this at one a.m. and one minute last night. I already got my magic. Thing? You don't you talk to you, you don't talk to me about the did old magic. <laughs> I was there when it was written. All right. Nice. Yes. I got my own ceremonies. Okay. Well, you're 36 I, now. Yes, I'm 36 now. And make I'm a wish. It's your, 30, it's your 36th birthday. Make a no, wish. It's too late. I okay. made my wish. You All right, Mike. How old are you? Get off my power. I'm off your back. <laughs> how old are you, Mike? Oh, shit, I had to think about it for a second. Don't lie. I just turned Four. 34. You're a baby. No, not quite. Not really. I just a baby. I've seen a couple What things. I love about this, I'm the oldest. I'm the daddy. <laughs> show me you that need... show me that dick daddy. <laughs> I got a big dick swinging man metaphorically and fi- like in a, not physically but spiritually <laughs> she got that she got that fucking spirit a, one uh, you know I'm a, you know these days and days I'm a natural girl woman and everything but my spiritual dick is fucking it's good big. to clarify that because people might not know it's got a Jacob's ladder Honestly. <laughs> I used to have a Jacob's Ladder. Oh, my God. Really? I, I, How many did you have on there? Eight runs of eight, eight gauge. Eight runs of eight gauge? Yes. Yes. How long do you have it for? Uh, four years. But. How many people got to try it out? Well, uh, <laughs> 16-ish. Good for them. That's a good, no, that's a good round mean, number. Yeah, for two, maybe for not. two years. That's actually I wasn't bad. a good man back then, though. Oh, well, you know, I, was like I wasn't a good man back then. Ah, whatever. I'm not judging. That's like fucking. Like, I was hoeing for show. Hoeing for <laughs> show. That's a good time. I'm 36. Just turned in April. So oh. I'm the oldest. Oh, so I get you're to tell you all what to do. That's why I redecorated in here. That's, she did redecorate. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to say it on record yet, but this bitch. <laughs> I like this better. Isn't this nicer? We have we're a setup. Like a, we're having a hurry out right now. <laughs> this is an hour and 34. Hour and 34 minutes. Do we need another break? Yes. Or do we w- want to make this a break with a possibility to call it? I think for me, it's going to be my calling and we 